Victory 91.5. That's Matt Marr with Your Love Defends Me. This is Keith in studio with General Manager Ray Haynes talking about Rosh Hashanah, giving us so much information, always something new as each year is something new. It really right? is. It's, it's amazing, really. It always blows me away. This year is the 5778, and 8 signifies change. Right. We've been talking about walls. We've been talking about planting seeds, about creation, and just how kind of it all does kind of go together. It's like a tapestry. It's a tapestry. <laughs> if you have missed any of the clips, you can go to Victory's Facebook page, click on the link. If you don't have a Victory or you don't have a Facebook, you can go to blog.victory915.com. It's going to be available later this afternoon. But if you would like to see Ray live tonight, it's going to be at Church at Warhill at 7 okay. as we draw in this new year. And you get all the pieces together. Yeah. That really is a tapestry. <laughs> Just like one, in one thing. You don't have to pause and wait for music to come <laughs> wait, come back. <laughs> so we talk about this year being a year of faith. That's a pretty big one. Uh, looking back through the years, uh, I want to share a couple of testimonies around eight and around faith, just because it kind of help you step into this where God's taken us. Uh, I've been here 27 years, so my first 20 years was working under a manager before he passed away. And uh, after I became manager, a year or so later, uh, I got a call from Dr. Walker who said he was going to put the station up for sale, give us a first chance for $1.5 And, of course, it was the worst day of my life. Even though God whispered in that moment, he said, this is me, I got this. It didn't help because, you know, saying the words 1.5 million is like saying a billion. It's like, okay, I have no idea what that is or how to get there from here. Like, there's no road for me to that. So it was at the end. But, you know, the process of that is learning to hear his voice in the worst of times. And I learned not just when he fulfilled his promises, but when he said, wait, wait some more. Oh, wait, wait some more. Uh, because he was working till every scheme in me was dead. And till every hope that wasn't God was dead. And that process is just horrible. But on a, on a financial side, because this is what that was about, because you had to raise money, you know, faith for thousands, then tens and hundreds and then millions is how God works you progressively, right? And the Bible talks about raising up captains of hundreds and thousands and tens and hundreds and, and then millions. And it's the exact same thing. It means the leader's faith was infectious enough to infect hundreds, then thousands and tens and hundreds and then millions. And that's how it is progressive, all right? So if faith is progressive, how infectious is your faith as you step into this next year? How much of God's vision and plan can you carry? Boy, that's a big question. Can you get past who is to blame for bad things to trust that all things work together for your good and for the good of others. Now, you're hearing that because we're going through hurricanes and earthquakes and people are asking, you know, why is this happening? Why are bad things happening to good people? All right, so once you learn to get past all that, then you can rejoice with the one rejoicing because you're a part of it. Some of what you went through helped provide for that good because all works together, right? Mm. Everything. Yours works for them as well. And you can weep with the one who's weeping because, you know, as part of the plan, God will come because the plan is bigger than the pain of suffering. All right? Good always comes because his plan prevails. And so, you know, that plan of his that he doesn't always share with us, much bigger than the pain. So 
The plan, always bigger than the pain. And you want to see people saved so their pain is not lost but can be turned to beauty. So your mm-hmm. passion and your vision is important. If I go back for the number eight, obviously go 10 years back and you get 2008, I can go back to 1998. I'm going to pick that one. We talked about 2008 already a little bit, but from personal testimony, that was a year that uh, a lot of this really became like flags at that point because that was a year for me that everything changed in my life. I had started fasting, did my first 40-day fast that year. I actually fasted more days than I ate that year. Mm -hmm. So it opened up, I believe, a lot of things. I had started the year before and got, got into the longer fast. But I also stepped down from being a youth pastor, and I went with another church and some friends down to Brownsville. Back in the mid-90s, a revival broke out at Brownsville Assembly in Pensacola, Florida. You literally had to stand in line at least eight hours. You had to get there by noon if you're going to get into the church service at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock that night. Mm. Nothing else ever like that. It was the most bizarre thing, but it was the most powerful thing, too. And... It was. It was life-changing, without a doubt, to experience God on that level. And that was 1998, in the midst of that, when God was bringing change. It brought change. But the bigger change was on the drive home. I went back with some other friends, and they had a youth group, and they are driving vans back. And we'd been given these cassette tapes, and we were driving along, and we got these tapes from this guy that came to us when we were standing in the line <laughs> that made him his revival music and clips of revival preaching. That his son had made and i gotta say it's called revival fire you can still get it on the internet for free you can download the the pieces of it and we were cruising down the road in these vans just so filled with god's presence it was like brownsville mobilized mm. because of these tapes right and so they're trying to get the kids back on time and this one had to get back at a certain time so we were in a hurry and so we pulled over for lunch in green tree alabama at the burger king so get out. He says, hurry, eat your food, get back in the van, go. And he went, called me over and he said, the teenage girls were in the back area of the van and they didn't want to get out. And they said, these boys that were sitting just in front of them had gone to Brownsville and had not encountered God at all, at all. And their hearts were just absolutely grieved. And they said, we don't want to eat, we want to pray. Hmm. And of course... <laughs> You have only one option there. Well, pray on then. So we went into Burger King and ate, and these girls were praying. And I was sitting by the windows watching, and the kids were eating pretty quick and got out, and some of those boys that were out there and were the youth leaders, and I was kind of right through just the side of my eye right there. I just saw one of the leaders put his hand on one of the boys' heads, and it was like lightning, just poof, and he just mm. melted like water and laid out on the pavement in the Burger King parking lot, (laughs) Green Tree, Alabama. And he laid his hand on the next one. And so all four of them just... And I went, oh, I guess it's time to go outside now. So I walked outside and God began to move because apparently everybody was going to eat at the uh, Burger King at Green Tree, Alabama that day. So, and everybody was coming in going, "Uh, what's going on over here? So we told them and we began to pray for people. Uh, Just every stranger you could imagine, uh, Muslims, Hindus, just, (laughs) you know, God was moving so powerully. Mm -hmm. We took the boys because it was really, really hot and we threw them in one of the vans, left the door open, just kind of propped them up there. And they were out for several hours. And so we were supposed to be getting in, getting out, getting down the road to get one of the kids back. But instead, we were there for five hours praying for people, Mm. not just moving, just 
beyond words. A few hours later, the boys woke up and they came to me and they were different boys. God had so transformed them and they said, we want to get baptized. And I said, well, okay. And they took me over this uh, retaining pond by the Burger King there that was no water. It was just mud and sl- it was like, Ugh. and I said, no, <laughs> not a chance. But you could tell they they were gripped by God and he has spoken to them to get baptized. So I said, well, you love Jesus? And they said, yes. I said, are you willing to die for him? And I said, yes. I said, well, that's baptism. That's the concept. So you go down, baptize each other, pray for each other, breathe deep before you go under and pull them out and make sure they come out. And the four of them did came up the hill. Have you ever seen those old commercials for the creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> yes. She had four of those coming up out of that. It was horrible. And uh, especially for the guy whose van they were going to drive in. But we took them over. There was a hose, hosed them off, sent them in to dry off with the paper towels in the, in the bathroom. Not good for the manager of the Burger King at Green Tree, Alabama that day. So it had been five hours. We got ready to get in the vans and um, the van that they had been piled in had their little light on, so it was the battery was now dead. Mm. So we said, "Well, God obviously has something else to do." So we just waited, and sure enough, this uh, old Cadillac pulls in, uh, just pulls right up beside that van. Not a word. A black guy, black and uh, salt and pepper uh, hair, big smile on his face. Doesn't say a word. Just jumps out of his car, pops the trunk, pulls out some cables, and comes up. And says, "Y'all need to jump." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> and he came up and we said, I bet you wonder what's going on here, as everybody else did. He said, well, I was working across the street there. So, yeah. And uh, we shared what was going on. We said, do you know Jesus? And he said, well, I used to. <laughs> and I mm. said, well, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> he said, yes, I do. And, and I said, do you want to know him again? And he said, yes. And so those kids came around him and prayed for him. And he just mm. got so filled up with God said, do you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you know what that is? He said, I think so, so yes. And they again, they prayed for him. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they took his name and information down and stayed in touch with him. These kids did, not the adults, the kids. Mm-hmm. And he had got his, went back, has restored his marriage. And God did so many profound things. But again, 1998, the eight for change. So I was sitting there just so blown away because all of this happened in the parking lot of the Burger King, right? (laughs) And so it was my turn to drive, so batteries were all good. I got in the van, and I reached up and to adjust the rearview mirror, and it pulled off in my hand, just poof. And God said, don't ever look back. Mm. I went, okay then. (laughs) So I looked at that, and and, in going back to remember, you know, for me, I discovered, talking about change, I discovered my specific calling that day. God wanted to move through me outside the walls of a church. See, my sanctuary really didn't have walls. We're sitting here today in this room, but where the signal is going has no walls. See, I was a youth pastor before I was in Christian radio, and I saw my ministry through that lens. I just worked in radio. I didn't see it as my calling or how God was using me, but that's what changed that day is realizing something different everything changed see what if i had missed that what if there'd be no sound of revival there'd be announcers praying and ministering 24 7 all of that would have been lost without that change that came in and i discovered if you seek him you'll find him and if you ask the question what is revival it's to be in a position to encounter him to not be at the wrong tree when god wanted to encounter you Changes transition from the old through the new. 
and for what you know now to what you can't imagine. <laughs> and, you know, back in 2012 when the station was up for sale, uh, it was just off of my grid of imagination. I couldn't imagine how he could resolve it. I couldn't see any ending or God's promises didn't even help because it was off my grid. And so I just want to throw all of that out because this year of change could very well impact you in the same kind of way, so great and so profound that 20 years later, you'll be telling stories of, of what you didn't expect and how great that was. Amen, amen. I mean, that was powerful, powerful stuff, especially in the Burger King parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all places, that's, that's where God, that's where God it, comes it was, in and counters. It was the best food in the parking lot. <laughs> Inside is okay, but outside God was moving. Well, I was thinking you could baptize in Coca-Cola, but, you know, I guess not. <laughs> More from Close your eyes. <laughs> oh, it's bubbly. <laughs> More from Ray Haynes and Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, talking about change. You can go to our Victory Facebook page, click on the link of all... The clips there, if you've missed any of them, you can also go to blog.victory915.com. Later this afternoon, they'll all be there. Also tonight, he will be at Church at War Hill. More from Ray Haynes, Victory 91.5. Victory 91.5.